The Evolve Network is now live at evolvenetwork.tv. Subscribe for meal plans, recipes, cooking shows, and our very own The Magic Pill and The Magic Plant, as well as access to my favorite documentaries. The Evolve Network is also home to our full library of podcasts, with new release podcasts airing first and in full on the channel. You can also watch selected vodcasts in a video format. Enjoy this highlight of our podcast and head over to evolvenetwork.tv for the full Evolve podcast experience. The Evolve with Pete Evans podcast is a conversation about my favorite ingredients for a healthy human experience. We take an informed look at topics that include nutritional and emotional well-being as well as expanded consciousness. I love exploring the topics that are not traditionally taught at school and take a deep dive into them with my special guests. I invite you to sit back and come along for the ride with an open mind and heart and please share with your family and friends as these podcasts may just be the seed from which many things will flourish from. Cheers. We've been using Waters Co. water filters for the last 10 years and I wholeheartedly trust my family's health with them. Waters Co. established 1977 have personal and domestic water filters which turns your ordinary tap water into great tasting alkaline ionized mineral water which removes up to 99.9% of fluoride, heavy metals, chemicals and bacteria so you can love your tap water again. The Bio 1000 is the latest edition of the BMP 1000 model and the culmination of over 40 years of experience and research into water filtration by some of the world's leading scientists. Waters Co. was first to market with natural gravity-fed systems, creating alkaline water way back in 1984, and have continued to lead the market in research and development, setting the benchmark for all other brands to follow. Please go to my webpage, PeteEvans.com, to learn more and to receive your special discount from my link on the products page. You're going to love it. Elizabeth Tripp's mission is to guide you to break through old patterns and learn your soul's lessons so that you can believe in yourself, live in the truth of who you are, and design a lifestyle you're in love with. When you trust in yourself and align with your soul, you masterfully manifest a life you love. To find out more about Elizabeth Tripp, please visit her website, elizabethtripp.com. That's E-L-I-Z-A-B-E-T-H-T-R-I-P-P.com. Elizabeth, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. How are you, sister? I am amazing, Pete. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited to talk today. Uh, Thank you so much as well. Where are you based at the moment? Yeah, I'm in upstate New York. I had spent nearly 12 years in Manhattan, New York, in the Big Apple. And when all of the corona hit New York City, I decided to take a little step out, head up into the country. And since then, I've been really enjoying nature and taking some time to more deeply reflect and ah, bring in the wonders of the forest and the magic of the trees and environment. It's been pretty awesome to be here. It must be a really interesting position that you're in at the moment because you are you wear quite a few hats and you've had quite an adventure so far during your life. I mean, 
once you're a, a registered dietitian. And I tell you what, I, I've had some issues over the years with dietitians. I'm, I'm probably the least like personality in Australia with our registered dietitians. I have to. <laughs> I, I created a, I created a film a few years ago called The Magic Pill which ended up on Netflix. So we talked about how the food guidelines are, you could say, not completely truthful. <laughs> mm, I, I actually agree with you. I agree with you in, in so many ways. And yeah, having had lived a life of a registered dietitian for almost 10 years, and then now really stepping into the space of lifestyle design, where actually I look at the ways in which culture really puts these standards of health and well-being in front of us and says, you know, you have to eat this certain way in order to be healthy, or you have to take this supplement in order to be well. It's almost as though our health and well-being now has a huge gap in between what we really desire and what we're saying we need to do in order to get it. So it always feels so out of reach. And really now I promote really taking back your power and mm. deciding for yourself, what does it mean for you as an individual to really be healthy? And if we were to empower you to make your own lifestyle choices, what would it look like without taking on on the opinions of what everybody else says you have to do in order to live a healthy lifestyle. Well, that's where I'd love to go with you now, Elizabeth, is it's quite a philosophical question, but how did human beings get to the point where we need other people to teach us and to tell us what to do? I understand, you know, through our evolutionary history, we would have our teachers and our communities in which knowledge was passed on. And you would see what would happen in your village or community or tribe and, and you would emulate that. And it really baffles me, like what you're saying now, people don't know how to eat. They don't know whether to put a mask on or not put a mask on. They don't know this, that or the other. It's like we've become these disconnected human beings to ourselves and to, and to our inner knowledge there's so much information out there, but we don't, many people don't know how to decipher it. So how do you, because you deal with clients on a day-to-day -day basis, physically, emotionally, and spiritually, from what I understand, Yeah. how do you encourage people? And, and again, it seems so strange that there's people like you and me and others out there that teach this because it shouldn't be something that we need to teach. But how do you teach without teaching? That's probably where, where I'm going. Yeah, well, I think that's a beautiful observation. And really, you know, what it comes down to is, is somewhere along the line in our life, we lost the confidence or the belief in being able to either trust ourselves or listen to ourselves. And so somewhere in our experience, we started to look to others to give us the answer, to help ourselves feel good, feel accepted, feel like we belong. And I think, Pete, it happens to every individual. It's just a part of their soul's design, the journey that we're here on earth to really discover and to be inside of. But nonetheless, something really affected our own confidence, our own way in which we see ourselves. So we really lost that sense of being able to trust or listen to who we are and what we want. 
and instead got trained over the course of our lifetime to think, you know what? If you look outside yourself and to others and get their opinion and their praise and their accolade, that means that you're a good person or that you are making a difference and that you're beautiful and that you have something to bring to the world. So we almost get used to really giving our power away to other people. And so when it comes down to it, we lose that personal boundary and we end up being so confused as to what we should do and who we should listen to. So it's almost like our mind goes on overload. And you know, Pete, when we're in that state, can we even hear our true self, our brilliant self, the inner self, the wisdom self? No, we're so full of noise. All of a sudden, we're shopping around in the game of life and we're thinking about what to wear, what to eat, how to be in these unique times, mask or not. And we have the volume in our head at max. So we don't even know what to do or how to do it unless we click on the TV or read a magazine or watch a movie and see what everybody else is doing. Except here's the kicker. (laughs) We actually end up not loving the lifestyle we're leading because there's no individual sort of sense of you. You're just like everyone else trying to run the rat race, working hard to climb up a mountain, and you never get to enjoy the view. And that's when I say, listen, do you really want to live the rest of your life like that? When you've been gifted with something incredible, something brilliant inside yourself, and when you access that and tap into it, you can live whatever life you want, no matter what's going on around you. So that's what I would say to you, the answer of your question and how we got where we are today. Mm, I love it. Thank you so much for that. I got a shirt a couple of years ago and, and just listening to you talk, it just reminded me of what it said on it. And I wear it quite often and it says mm-hmm. wild and free. And when I was listening to you talking then, I was thinking about the forest and the environment. Yeah. Because I'm living on a farm at the moment with my wife and we've, plant, we've planted a whole heap of indigenous or native trees back onto the land. And what it does is it brings in new bird life, new insects, no doubt, or, or creates a new home for new families of spiders or whatever it may be, crickets. And I can't help but think what you were talking about then is humanity seems to be going nearly like a monocrop, so to speak. And we understand what happens with a monocrop such as corn or wheat, if we keep planting the same thing over and over, the terrain or the soil becomes devoid of nutrients. It actually, the crop itself starts to not be as robust as it once was. It Mm -hmm. doesn't have the ability to deal with the environment that it's in. And where I guess wild and free and being authentic and, and being brave to be your unique self, I think... Potentially, that's what where we need to go as individuals. Yeah. And by doing that, it's even like our microbiome in our gut is, if we don't have enough diversity in there, 
then it causes disease. And, and what I'm looking at with humanity at the moment is we're, we're sort of heading towards conformity. We're heading towards everybody wearing a mask. Next thing will be we're all going to wear the same fucking clothes and we're <laughs> only going to be able to get our news from one source and the government will be one, one government. And it's like this homogenation of humanity instead of being wild and free. So, I mean, this is my perception. Yeah. So when people come to you, how do you help them become that wild and free, unique, badass, fuck it, that person that just can stand out from the crowds and, and it doesn't even need to be standing out from the crowd because if everybody did it, nobody would stand out from anything because it would just be a beautiful, beautiful environment of just weird, wacky and wonderful. <laughs> You're so poetic. I love it. And, and so metaphorical. It's really beautiful. I think this comes down to maybe a little story. I think that, you know, when I share this in story, it can really help the listeners understand how I work and what I do. So essentially, you know, someone will come to me and they may say, I really hate my body shape and size. I always find something that I don't like about myself and I'll flip through the magazines and I'll look at all the models and I'll compare myself to my friends or my coworkers and I've done it my whole life and I just want to feel free in my body and really love my life and have more headspace to be able to focus on what matters. So with that kind of individual, and I get these kinds of people all the time, I sort of look at them and I say, you know, well, how long have you not really enjoyed what you look like? When was the first time that you had an experience where you were made to feel that the way you looked was not good or that there was something in need of fixing about who you are? And it's often in these experiences that these clients will then share with me, you know, I was on the playground when I was seven and there was this kid, he was a bully. And I remember he looked at me right in the eye and he told me I was ugly and I'll never forget it. And we sit in this experience and it's almost though we are reopening back up to this really very impactful time in their trajectory and their life design where just that one person saying that one thing changed their whole life moving forward. And it's in these kinds of sessions that I enable that client to actually see why those things happen, why that little boy teased them, you know, from a spiritual level, from a soul level, and really allow them to see, do you need to still carry that person's opinion and their reaction to you on that playground 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago? into your new life, into the life that you want to lead. And most of the time when a client's really ready to really start a fresh new design for themselves, they've been called to my work in some fashion, you get it, pops. My gosh, I've been taking this seven-year-old's opinion of me and holding it my whole life. I don't need to do that anymore. And they have these fantastic results. They let go of that experience and they create something new. I am beautiful. I am worth it. Or I just love the shape I have and the size that I'm in. And it ends up freeing up so much of their energy, time, and space that their old behaviors with food, their body, or beating themselves up and not feeling like they can go out and share themselves in the world fall away. It dissolves. 
And that's how they start to become free, wild, and really their brilliant self. And instead of being like another ear cord in the row or another wisp of wheat in, in the farm, they become this beautiful butterfly, this magnificent, incredible being that all of us, me, you, and everybody else, already has within themselves right now. My family and I have been using beautiful, high-quality essential oils for the last 20 years to live healthily every single day. Now, if you're passionate about health and are ready to step into leadership, I want to invite you to partner with my team and I to build a beautifully successful doTERRA business. Register at PeteHLC.com backslash Pete. That's PeteHLC, which stands for the Healthy Living Collective, dot com backslash Pete. Mm, I love it. People must be yeah. very fortunate when they come across you and, and you share your wisdom. So I was in bed this morning with my wife and, and we were having this discussion about, about something similar like this. And without having an ego in this, and anybody that's listening, you'll take with it what you believe and your perception. But I said to my wife this morning, I said, I actually never wake up or, or feel that I'm inferior or I compare myself mm. to anybody else. I said, yeah. I, I, I'm actually fully embodied and I love every part of myself, you know, the fact that sometimes yeah. I can't even find the words to, like now, to, to articulate myself. And I know there's people out there that have that gift of being able to put sentences together and be poetic, as you said, you know. I, I, I look at myself sometimes and go, yeah, fuck, I'm not really that good at that. But that's okay. <laughs> that's actually better than okay because it's like, okay, I'm, I'm going to embrace that. If I really had a problem with it, I could probably invest some time to learn some new vocabulary, work out a way where I can breathe into it and speak into it. But it's also my uniqueness, you yeah. know, and, and it's that ability to shed the opinions of others Mm -hmm. But more importantly, it's nearly, it's more liberating to shed our own negative beliefs about ourselves. Yeah. I think that nearly needs to be equally, if not more important. Yeah. So talk to me about that. Well, yeah, in the way that I see it, it's like, well, we kind of shape ourselves through the experiences that we have with others. So no matter the way we look at it, we're always reacting to the way people relate to us. So at some point, at some time, we had a interaction where possibly we, you know, had a, a, an emotion that was not so pleasant and left us feeling negative about who we are. And really, yes, that's the beauty of the work is we need to see the source of where that unhealthy, negative perception comes from. And then from a soul level, you know, when I, when I speak like that, I mean, from our own inner wisdom what do we need to learn about ourselves as a result of this? If, for instance, we don't feel enough, perhaps we need to learn we are enough already. And if we don't feel beautiful, perhaps we need to learn we are beautiful already. And so inside these negative, unhealthy things that we innately as human beings are designed through the nature of our relationships to start having with ourselves, these conversations, 
there are these golden nuggets of beauty and wisdom that when we pause, take a step back and really go on a journey of self-discovery with, we can see that they hold a treasure chest for our soul self to expand and evolve, to grow on the human journey. And so that's the beauty of taking what we would perceive as negative into a beautiful, beautiful, positive, really source of wisdom for ourselves. Mm, I love it. So how do people identify when they are about to go through a transitional period or an opportunity or an invitation for growth? And I'll give you my, my little example over the last two weeks. So the last few weeks, I've, I've had a couple of business deals that just that just hasn't been aligned perfectly and it's and it's like oh why is this taking longer than it should have what what's what's Mm -hmm. going on here and it was a few different things i was like oh is it is it something going on in the stars at this particular point in time is it me is this an opportunity for me to slow down to wait instead of jumping in like I normally do and think I can fix everything. Yeah. And when these things that just don't fit in like a perfect jigsaw puzzle, yep. it gives me time to go, fuck, okay, <laughs> is this to do with me? Is it to do with the person that I might be going into business with? Is it just timing? Is it something else that ha- I haven't seen? Or was this maybe even just the catalyst that, okay, we're going to do this business. That was the catalyst that you thought you were going to do it with that person, but it's not the right fit, but at least now you're on the momentum that you want to go in that direction. So maybe without that, it wouldn't have been the spark that got you going down that direction. And already I'm, I'm going down that direction, but I've had to tweak a little bit this week. Yeah. And the old Pete would have freaked out. Uh Oh, what's going on here? Whereas now the new version of me is like, okay, what is this about? How do I react or how do I contemplate and sit in this uncertain time and look at all avenues? So, So my question back to you is these beautiful invitational opportunal moments that people get, how do you make them aware of that? Mm, that is so beautiful. I was just going to say, you, you sound very self-aware. And, I, and so that's a really big part of the journey of really discovering more about yourself and your wild, free, brilliant you. But something needs to activate within the person. Something needs to happen within that individual, within that human being, where they simply start to wake up, realize, start to recognize that something isn't working, or it doesn't feel right, or it's not how they imagined their life to be. And that can happen in lots of different ways. You know, as you're describing a more evolved and present individual as yourself, you know, you can take a step back and take stock and evaluation and sort of first come back to yourself and take a peek around and recognize what am I thinking and doing that's actually creating this? And is this certainly a possible invitation from the universe to slow down and really not go full speed ahead? Well, that takes someone who's obviously had spiritual education and has taken sort of action to transform themselves. But for those who haven't, sometimes it looks like a two by four in the face and it could be 
something as little as stubbing their toe and not having to be able to get up and do their daily activities so that they can slow down and really get present to their thoughts and feelings or as big as like an accident where something has now happened that perhaps has shifted their entire family or the sort of life path that they were on so that they could wake up, open their eyes and really get on the path that's meant for them. So it depends on the individual and it really depends on where they're at and what they're ready for, which only the soul has that information, Pete. Uh, I love it. I've got a really, really good question for you now. I love it. How many people would you see over a week? Just, just on average. Yeah. On average, I see anywhere between uh, probably 10 and 16 people on my schedule every week. Okay. So here's my question to you, Elizabeth, when they come to see you, say it's a new patient. Mm Mm-hmm. Do you sit there and think, what has this person got to teach me? Oh, I love that. I absolutely get something out of every single client. Yeah, they can often remind me of where I myself need to keep diving in, keep learning, keep growing, and or just kind of nudge me and sort of give me that kind of pat on the back to say, hey, remember that's something that you were once really struggling with and clear out any of the cobwebs that you might still have yourself so that you can better serve them. Yeah, absolutely. That happens on a daily basis. <laughs> because I find it a really interesting place. I mean, we, we started this conversation saying we probably don't need teachers, but we do have teachers and life coaches of this. Yeah. And I have the philosophy that we're, that we're equal student and teacher throughout our life. Yeah. And I'm just wondering how much you get from your clients as oh, far as like, yeah. as you said, Oh yeah, so much. Like even the other day, I'm working with a client who's opening up space to go on this international adventure with a a show that she got sort of pitched to Netflix. And and so I look at her like, oh my gosh, you know, I'm supporting you on this awesome adventure. And I said, so we need to really help you now start thinking about the long view, how to structure your business and how to set up a team for yourself. And I'm sitting there and I'm going, oh, I need to be thinking about the same thing. And she's actually (laughs) teaching me to open my eyes and think about how I want to structure myself and the ways that I need to slow down and come into that space and really look at the long view because we're always so concerned with the short view, what's going to happen next week or the following week. And it's lovely nuggets like that. Or, you know, I worked with a woman who is trying to understand a breakup and she similarly to me had these experiences of, overgiving and and not knowing, you know, why that person wouldn't appreciate her or couldn't see her for all the love she was providing for them. And it's like, oh my gosh, you know, I've been there. I've done that. And I can really help her in sharing my own story to be able to help her see I'm, I've been there with you and I'm human too. And this is something I went through. And to be able to meet people in that space and, and to really be humble with yourself is, is how people really love what you do for them. And you always stay at that plane of, you know, teacher-student interaction. Yeah. Mm, beautiful. I, I love it. Is there a common theme for the clients that come and see you? Like, is, could you boil it down or reduce it or concentrate it to, is it fear? Is it lacking self-love? 
I mean, it's hard to generalize, but I, I would love to know what you think is is one of our deepest wounds collectively or individually for people mm. that you're like, uh-huh, it's another one of them, it's another one of them, it's another one of them, but even deeper down, it's what is that 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 nugget that's in there that 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 coal that'll turn into the diamond? Oh, this is such a deep, deep, deep question. So I'm gonna go deep, I'm gonna answer it deep and see where we go. It is truly, it's truly fear. But what I would say, you know, ultimately people have a, a very big fear of, of loss, of, of losing, losing something, whether that be their ability to have the health and well-being they want, a partnership or a loved one or success or seeing themselves be able to make their dreams come to reality. One of the most interesting parts of the human psyche is that we automatically go into the space of fear of lack, like something's going to happen and not work out, or it, it's going to be taken away, or you know, we're never going to be able to reach it or succeed to have it. And so it's oftentimes that I see people in that space with themselves where they are more inside of the lack of their life than actually present and aware of the prosperity and abundance and true love and beauty of existence around us. When you can help a person come out of that space very gently, you can start to be able to shift them vibrationally into a higher level of seeing all that they already have and the possibilities that are right there in front of them when they can receive what it is that's already around them. So that would be my answer to your question. I really hope you enjoyed the first half of this podcast. If you'd like to listen to the rest, please visit evolvenetwork.tv. That's evolvenetwork.tv. I'll see you there. The information, views and opinions expressed in this podcast should not be treated as a substitute for nutritional, medical or other advice by a qualified professional. Guests in this podcast express their own opinions, experiences and conclusions. Nothing in this podcast should be used to diagnose, treat, cure or prevent any medical condition. Neither Pete Evans nor any sponsor endorse any views opinions or conclusions expressed or shared in this podcast.